mine now. You belong to me. Today we are going to play a new fun game. Hello and welcome to the Twin Picks podcast. My name is Dan. My name is Nicole. Nicole, it's episode 60. This is our 60th. Oh, get out of town. It's number 60. Uh, yeah. Only another nine to go and then we can rest the podcast. Put it to rest. <laughs> <laughs> we've reached our goal so snow based movies we're going to be talking about wind river and 30 days of night after that we're going to pick our films and our theme for the next episode and the final section is stitch up where one of us has to watch a terrible film this time it was my turn to watch a terrible film because you lost four on the bounce didn't you yeah and it's my turn so i haven't watched one for ages i remember i put it on i put it on last night actually truth be told and <laughs> Yeah, it just occurred to me. I was like, I haven't watched the Stitch Up for about two months. It's crazy. crazy. And I was like, oh, no, now I've got to do this work. Yeah. Before we get to that part, we, the first section, we just talk about anything we want, what we've been up to and what we've been watching and that sort of thing. We've had a little break, haven't we? We've had an extended period of time off. We've had quite a big break, which has been kind of nice. I've kind of missed it. I haven't seen you in like over a month. So it's been weird not talking to you. I know we were saying this uh, before we started recording, weren't we? That we haven't recorded for a month. We haven't seen each other for a month. But I've I've been, I, it was Christmas. And then I was tucked up in bed for the last three weeks with COVID. So I haven't done an awful lot. I, I mean, I, I had a nice Christmas. It was lovely. But last couple of weeks is a bit of a blur and not much has happened really because I've been tucked up in bed with a little, a little pandemic flu, which was very oh. nasty, but mild symptoms. So I've one of the lucky ones, I just, I felt really rough, tucked up in bed, awful headaches, like flu-like symptoms. And I tested positive for, for the COVID. I was meant to stay in for 10 days. I stayed in for two weeks, 14 days. Did you get another test done to just confirm that you don't have it anymore no nothing's nobody's because we've got these covid apps like the nhs app and all of that stuff and they oh, ring you right. as well they, they ended up ringing me every day for about four days like are you staying wow. in i'm like yep yeah, i'm staying in <laughs> and then they ring me the next day they're like are you still staying in i'm like yep yeah, i'm still staying in they're like oh well done good like thanks for doing your bit and i was like there's no there was no way even if it wasn't a pandemic and it was just a normal like flu, there's no way I would have been going out because I feel like death. Yeah. Well, I didn't feel that bad. I wouldn't say death. It might be you felt like shit. I felt like absolute, absolute crud. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't as bad as it could have been. So yeah, it's, it's a real thing. So, uh, and I caught it from, I think it was from a shared surface. So like really super easy. I didn't have any close contacts with anyone that had it. Super contagious. It must be this variant. I'm guessing it's, just jumps on you from, from three meters away how can you you can't fight that can you <laughs> put your masks on no. and sanitize your hands as much as you can but uh, you know at the end of the day if it's maybe i don't want to go down this covid rabbit hole <laughs> do, do, protect yourself as much as you can but you know which is which is very funny um it's funny it's just my illness amusing. <laughs> No, it's not. No, I was very concerned when you messaged me to say that you, you got it. I was like, fuck, I hope you're okay. Because yeah. I, I feel like it's quite common to get COVID now over in the UK. Yeah, here in, in Oz, there was like a couple of cases, there was a few cases in Sydney and like every state blocked their borders from Sydney and you, you weren't allowed to go in just because, you know, there was 20 cases around. That's how strict we are here. That's the way to do it. 
I mean, it works. It works yeah. for you, didn't it? Yeah, 100%. I think we ended up getting like one or two random cases in between that time. And yeah. now we haven't had any cases for almost two weeks now. And I, I hope it stays that way. Mind you, we've got Australian Open, I think, starting in a couple of weeks and tennis mm. players complaining, you know, oh, you know, we, we have to stay in, in a hotel for two weeks and we can't train and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you should you should know what the standards are traveling like you should have thought of that before we become a tennis player (laughs) you know you're gonna you could possibly win thousands of dollars and you're gonna complain of sitting in in your hotel for a couple weeks yeah i'll do it yeah i'll step in for him me and me maybe me and you can step in for him is it is it tennis (laughs) open is that tennis or is it something else golf or cricket glorious sport that you clearly enjoy what tennis yeah i tried playing it once and i just I, I used to play badminton a lot when i was a kid and i just used to whack the badminton what's it called a shuttlecock <laughs> that's right um <laughs> i just had a flashback to an 11 year old boy saying oh it's a shuttlecock <laughs> um, <laughs> so when i when i played tennis for the first time i just loved it i whacked it and i couldn't i could never get the hang of it of tennis yeah. but i'm pretty much better now i've got a little cough and i'm a bit chesty and I'm a bit, a bit tired, but I'm I'm pretty much better. So we can continue recording the podcast and all is well. Tenet arrived. Oh, yes. We can finally fucking talk about this film. Did you watch it? <laughs> you haven't watched it yet. I watched it. I watched it. Let's Tenet then. Let's Tenet. I, I mean, it's, it's... I didn't love it. Okay. I thought it was all right. I, it's a really interesting idea. The action scenes were great. But the more I think about it, the more it just doesn't make any sense. And I just can't get past that. Okay, Tenet is a fairly new film. So spoilers for Tenet. If you haven't seen Tenet, turn this off immediately. The bit that I didn't understand the most was the forwards and backwards fighting, shooting people. What's happening there then? What's happening why, why is there a backwards team and why is there a forwards team? I don't, I don't get it. And what were they is shooting this, at? Is this near the end? The final action oh, scene. I've forgotten what happens exactly. Well, it, it, they keep talking about this pincer movement, don't they? They're like, oh, they're, doing a, they're pulling a pincer movement. One team is move, moving forwards in time and the other team has been inverted and they're moving backwards in time. Which I get that. I get mm. that this thing can make objects go backwards in time it inverts time but i just didn't get why there was two teams of people were they on the same side and they but they were shooting at each other i just i don't know i I couldn't get my head around what was going on in that final scene well i guess like because the the team that are going backwards i guess they know kind of exactly what's going to happen so they've got an advantage and that's how they're fighting. Oh, I can't remember what happened. What happens in that fighting scene? All I know is, oh, it's, it was too long ago since I've seen Tenet. I I yeah. liked it. I think because I went in completely dry and I didn't hear too much about it prior. I mean, out of comparing this to Inception, what would you? What did you prefer? I think Inception is a is a much better made film than Tenet. Really? Yeah. I don't love Inception. It's not my favourite Nolan. No. But it makes sense. Like if you think about it and you can drill down in. Maybe I'm, I just didn't, maybe you just say I completely missed out of Tenet. I watched it just as I was starting to get ill. So maybe, maybe I wasn't concentrating fully enough on it. 
But I just, I was so excited to watch it. I was so excited to sit down. I've been desperate to watch it, as you know. And I just sat down and was like, this is cool, but it, what's happening? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I got like most of the plot. Like it was just a couple of things like that that I didn't understand. And, and, and the more I think about, so Kenneth Branagh found out how to make things go backwards from radiation. Okay. It's a bit of a stretch for a film. I watch some ridiculous films, so it's not like, but it's a very serious film. It's a very serious action film. There's some good action sequences in it. I just don't think it did enough to explain what the fuck was going on. And it's not like I want it handed to me, but it just didn't, it didn't tie up very well, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I heard, I heard a rumour that the little boy, Kenneth Brenner's son, is supposedly Robert Patterson's character when he's older. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't get how that's happened. Well, uh, I've heard this too. I didn't, I didn't pick up from it from watching the film, I must admit. No, neither. Yeah. Um, I, so I found that out afterwards that it's the same character. So Robert Pattinson is, he's actually going, he, yeah, so he inverts and then de-inverts and then in, I don't know <laughs> what <laughs> sometimes things go backwards and I don't know why why have the I don't know there's a there's a time travel invert equation thing that they've put in some metal and they have to find the metal and put it all together like a, a megazord from Power Rangers exactly maybe watch it for a second <laughs> you see what I Actually, mean? yeah it doesn't make any sense <laughs> I want to watch it for a second time just to understand it a bit more. I wonder if I will enjoy it as much as I did the first time. Yeah. I mean, for me, a lot of the time, expectations play a big role for me. So because mm. I was so excited to see it, it could, it could have been an element of, because I, I liked, I enjoyed, I had fun with it. I was like, yeah, this is fine. This is pretty good. I just don't get it. <laughs> I just don't know what's happening. Maybe on a second watch, maybe I'll get more of it. Maybe the expectations will be lower. And maybe I'll enjoy it a little bit more. But as it stands, yeah, it's, it's lower tier Nolan, for sure. I, I enjoyed it more than Dunkirk. I'll say that. Okay. I haven't seen Dunkirk, so not worth watching? It's 100%. I wouldn't say a film's not worth watching. Dunkirk is worth watching. It's yeah. a really superbly made film it looks amazing there's some really good performances in there i just didn't enjoy the way that that quote unquote story was told there isn't really a story it's kind of just about an experience and i get why nolan wanted to tell the film that way it just didn't work for me but tenet it did it shit the bed a little bit for me mate to be honest i would have been happy to wait another year and for it to just make a bit more sense just do another rewrite on it but what do i know i've never made a film that's a lie. I have. No, you have. <laughs> we need to watch it. That could be my present to me, my birthday <laughs> present this year. You can let me watch your shitty short film. All right, steady on. Shitty. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Shitty. You, you don't want anyone to see it. Oh, who wants anyone to see the, the first kind of student film? Oh, you showed me yours. To be fair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were quite drunk though. Yeah, that's true. I need to see it again. Maybe one uh, one episode we could do our own films. Oh God. Anyway, so I mean, it was fine. You, you thought it was you thought it was all right, Tenet, did you? 
Yeah, I didn't good. mind it. I, I just like the concept of it. They were, he was fighting with someone and then next minute you realise that he was originally fighting with Robert Patterson. But, oh, no, yeah, he was fighting with himself. He didn't realise he was fighting yeah. with himself. Like, they were matching up those moments. I was like, now I see what's going on there. That removed some of the, the tension and apparel for me because cause you didn't get the same sound effects, you didn't get the same impact and consequences of fighting uh, and, you know, impact and that sort of thing. It was a bit odd. But the, the action scenes looked good. Mm. I need to see it again. I need to reappraise yeah. it, but didn't didn't love it. I've watched a big old pile of films, mate. Oh, maybe I'll talk about some of them. Maybe I won't. Have you been watching much? Is there anything you, you want to talk about? Have you had COVID? No, I haven't had COVID. That's Perhaps good. Well done. well done. Get your little certificate. <laughs> no, I've had I've had about five COVID tests. Oh, no, of course you have. Yeah, that's as close as the COVID situation has happened for me. Yeah, as close as you've come. That's good. Yeah. Well, I was, I was, when I was talking to Albert a couple of weeks ago, he was like, uh, mm. he was like, how you doing? I'm like, oh, not great. I just tested positive for COVID. And he went, oh, no, it's getting close to home now, isn't it? I went, me? <laughs> it is at home. I literally have it. It's literally in my home. It's not close to home. It's in my fucking home. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Albert. We need to get him on the show. We need we need to get him back. Yeah, come come, come on, Albert. Yeah. Come and do some picks with us. Yeah, we've been talking about changing up the format slightly. So if if we do do that, we might be able to get him on a bit more easy. Yeah, and get some other guests on as well, maybe. Get some other guests on. Yeah, if they, if they fancy it. It's basically we might be changing up the format a little bit going forward. We might not, but we're thinking about changing things slightly so we can still get a weekly show out because we've been doing it fortnight fortnightly fortnightly. I like Fortnightly. saying fork, Fortnightly. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a detective show set in the 1800s. Fortnightly. We should make it we and should. then review it on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> One out of ten. <laughs> One Justice League. Fucking terrible. Stitch up worthy. Stitch worthy. What else have you been watching? Because we haven't recorded for a month. There's a big old pile of films, which I'm not going to talk about every single one. Um, what was my film count for last year? Let's do that. Oh, yeah. I just go, got over the 366. I think I got to 368 last year. Well, you hit your goal. That's good, considering you've been working and stuff. Mm. I've just checked. I've, I did 390. Ooh. I was 390 in the end. I was, so I was 10 away from from the 400. I probably could have done it, but when, after I got to 366, I was kind of like, I'm just... Because I was just watching films for the sake of it. I'm like, oh, this is an hour and 20 minutes. Let's watch this because it'd be another... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) be another number. That's exactly... That's how I was watching films last year and it wasn't enjoyable doing it that way. Right. So, uh, yeah. And so then when I got to the 366, I was like, okay, I can start watching TV shows that I want to watch now and watching stuff that I want to watch, not like I'm watching it because... It's a short period of time. It's another number on the list. I was gonna. Th- I was thinking of doing a thousand short films, and I was just like, Nicole, don't do that. Jesus! Just, if you want to watch a short film, just watch them at your own leisure. Just watch it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna do this year. I'm still keeping an eye on what I watch, and I'm still doing a count. But that's mm. only really so I can record what I've actually watched more for the podcast. Really, I'm not doing yeah. a numbers thing i'm not going for one a day i'm not going for 300 i'm not going for 400 no nothing yeah. um in fact over the last couple of weeks while i've been really ill all i've been doing really is watching shows 
I watched seasons three to nine of The Office, The American Office. Oh, yeah. Which is a good show. It's funny. It's just so easy to put on in the background. Exactly. Because I, I, I didn't want to concentrate too much. They're only 20 minutes long. I can fall asleep, go in and out, easy to follow, funny jokes, lighthearted. Yeah, I had fun with that. And then I watched The Mandalorian, the Star Wars show. Mm. Which is really good. Worth watching. What, definitely. Yeah, a, lot definitely. Of people, a lot of people like it. I mean, I don't have Disney Plus, so... I've had Disney Plus for about a month or two now, and, and um, I can't remember why I got it. Oh, because I wanted to watch Turner and Hooch, I think. And then... Um, oh, yeah. And then I, just ended up, <laughs> I just ended up keeping it. And everyone keeps talking to me about how good The Mandalorian is, and I'm not really a Star Wars fan, so I'm hesitant. Like, I'll go and watch... I'll go and watch every new Star Wars at the cinema because it's an event and it's quite Albert into mm. Star Wars, so we tend to go together. And it's usually him yeah, saying cool. how brilliant it is and me saying how terrible it is. Sometimes we, we have a commonality, but there's only a couple of Star Wars films that I really enjoy. I love Empire, I love Rogue One, and I think The Force Awakens is quite good. Outside of that, I don't really like any other Star Wars films. Um, mm-hmm. But The Mandalorian is a really good little like self-contained show but it does expand into the wider Star Wars universe. But it's just its own thing. It's like a little Western show. Like a, there's a different thing that he needs to do every episode. And it's got a cool soundtrack. Ludwig van Gorensen did a really, really good job of the score. And yes, yeah, it's, it's heisty, you know, heisty rescue a thing, rescue a person, get a piece of information, do a thing. Don't think about it too much. Good action. It's a lot of fun. I really, I think it's a really well-made and fun show. It's just a bit of fun uh, and easy to watch, like 40-minute 40 ep- 40 minute episodes. You're in and you're out. Um, and I ended up binging whole two seasons in like two or three days. So I'd recommend that. Even if you're not a fan of Star Wars, I think it's quite a good show. Okay. I didn't care too much for Baby Yoda. I thought it was a bit of a prick. <laughs> um, <laughs> but all the other stuff I thought was really good. Have you got anything that you've been watching that you want to talk about? Well, I've been to the cinema twice this week. Have you? Yeah. Twice this week? Oh, twice within a week. I, I, last Tuesday, yes. I went to go see The Dry, which is a new uh, Eric Banner film. And okay. a couple of weeks ago, during the Christmas break, me, and my brother, and my sister-in-law, we did a two-day road trip down near the Grampians. There's like a bunch of silo art. Oh, yeah. And um, one of the towns, the next town from Rapunia, it looks deserted, but they've shot the Flying Doctors there and they shot the main city town for this film, The Dry. And it's about uh, Eric Banner's character. I'm pretty sure he's a detective or a lawyer. And he heads back to his hometown because his old schoolmate has passed away. And uh, he goes to the funeral and his mate's family want him to kind of investigate and just, just to make sure, you know, so they get everything right. Typical Australian film, mostly about crime. Crime, yeah. But it was good. I liked it. Okay. Eric Banner can be, he's quite, can be quite good in, in some things, I think. Um, mm. he's, he's got quite good intensity about him, I think. That, that tortured comedian, isn't it? Because he was a stand-up, yeah. wasn't he? Before? He was a stand-up comedian, yeah. yeah. You wouldn't think. Oh, I forgot the the show that he used to do, but you would you would watch him then and you watch him now and you're like, well, it's a complete, he seems like a completely different person. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's it's a really proper funny. actor now, isn't he? He's an actor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if it will get to the UK. 
Yeah, it'll be a little while before we get it, I think. Yeah. I've written it down. I'll keep an eye out for it. But worth watching. Eric Banner. Eric Banner not being Bruce Banner. He's not too bad to look at. Bruce Banner? Is that a joke? No, no. Eric Banner was Bruce Banner in the Ang Lee Hulk film. Is that what his name was? Bruce Banner, yeah. Bruce Banner is the, is the Hulk is man. Is the Hulk? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> if you go on Mark Ruffalo's IMDb, you'll see that he's, he's credited as Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner? Bruce Banner. Yeah. In a... Bruce avengers stuff yeah um Brilliant. not bad to look at oh yeah not i can see that oh, knocking the mic all over yeah. the place yeah i could see that oh. quite a, a, attractive to the eye likes cars australian proper australian as well isn't he? he does like us i haven't seen that film what's it called the beast yeah he does like a documentary about him driving cars and maybe building cars as well it's one car that he fucking loves and he's had it forever. Mm. And he, I think he's crashed it a couple of times and written it off and he just keeps rebuilding it. That was quite good. I mm. quite enjoyed that. But I, I, yeah. I enjoy cars yeah. and I enjoy... I, I'm going to call him Bruce Banner. I'm just going to call him Bruce Banner. I enjoy Bruce Banner. And he's not bad to look at if you like that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then the other film I watched on Saturday was Promising Young Woman. Oh, you watched this? I did. I I really liked it. Yeah, was it fun? Yeah, it was a bit of fun. And it's just also a bit of an eye-opener on how, you know, society looks at certain genders. And it was kind of also interesting. So do you know, you know what? what the story's about. But basically, I, I, I watched a trailer and I think that I can pretty much piece together what it's about. I don't know, are, we, are you going to do spoilers or not spoilers? I'll try not to spoil it as much. So Cassie, she works at a cafe and every every weekend she pretends to be drunk, you know, because, you know, a yeah. nice guy comes and helps her out and then takes her back to his place and ends up trying to get take advantage of her and then when he's about to do that she like catches him out on it i didn't expect a couple of things that happened near the end i won't spoil that no don't spoil it i really liked it i i thought well done well played it looked like quite a lot of fun to me i thought it looked quite i thought it looked quite good I was quite looking forward to watching this, so I'm, I'm jealous yeah. that you've already seen it. I won't say any more on it. There were the two films that I've seen in cinema. I've watched a few things online, but I feel like we've spoke a fair bit in this first section. We have spoken a fair bit. Is that the cue to move on? Should we get on to the next part? Yeah, maybe. All right, so let's move on to section two then, where we're going to be talking about Wind River and 30 Days of Night because of snow films, which was my idea. So whoever comes up with the topic idea has to do the topic intro. So I've got a little intro for you, and just for a change, it's a quiz. So I'm going to get my quiz hat on. But we're going to talk about different types of snow and what snow texture was like and stuff, or maybe the questions that you're going to ask me. I don't know. Maybe. You don't know. Maybe. I could start off with a bit of uh, advice. Don't eat yellow snow. Don't do that. Because that probably tastes like yellow. (laughs) Here we go. Question number one. There are six questions, by the way. There are six questions. Okay. All right. Question number one. Alex Jones sang the following for which 1982 snow-based film? We're walking in the air. 
We're floating in a moonlight sky. The people far below are sleeping as we fly. That was beautiful. Thank you. Should I, should I send that into Sing, Sing Factor? You should. Do you know it? Are you aware of that song? Have you heard th- those lyrics before? We're walking no. in the air. You don't know that? Where were you in 1982? I feel like it's like a Life of Brian kind of reference. Clearly not. <laughs> He's a very naughty boy. I sound a little <laughs> bit like Life of Brian. Yeah, it does. <laughs> walking in the air. Yeah. He was just walking in the air. What film was it from? I can give I you. A, I'll give you a multiple, multiple choice if you like. Was it A. The Thing? Was it B. The Snowman? Or was it C. Blade Runner? Oh shit. I'm gonna guess the thing. You think we're walking in the air is in the thing? <laughs> the snowman, you, isn't it? Can you imagine Kurt, Kurt Russell as McCready singing "We're walking in the air"? <laughs> Have you seen the thing? No, I haven't. I haven't. Fair I enough. haven't seen the snowman or Blade Runner properly. Well, I can assure you that, that Kurt Russell doesn't do any singing in the thing, uh, and neither does Harrison yeah. Ford in Blade Runner. So snowman. So you, you've got that incorrect. <laughs> right. <laughs> the thing. <laughs> Oh dear. That was a joke. No, you can't go back on it now. <laughs> right. Question number two. The Thing, 1982, was one of my oh. snow, mo- snow movie choices from the last episode. Who directed that movie? Was it A, Laurie Carpenter? Was it B, John Carpenter? Or was it C, Lou Carpenter? John Carpenter. Correct. Question number three. Snow White is a film with the word snow in the title. Oh, I see what you've done there. <laughs> yeah. Can you name the seven dwarves? You get a point for each each oh, one of them that you name. Fuck know. you. Oh, no. There must be a little song, a little rhyme. There, there should be. Oh, my God. Grumpy? Yes. Happy? Is happy one? Happy's one. That's two out of five. That's terrible, Nicole. Come on. <sighs> Grumpy. Oh. Oh. Sleepy. Yeah, sleepy. Yawning. <laughs> um, uh, happy. <coughs> sneezy. Yep, sneezy. Silly. No, silly's not one. You got three more to go. Uh, ditzy. No, it's not. That sounds like a it's bloody. It's ditzy. No, ditzy's not one. I think that that's all of my goes. You got no more in the tank. No, I got no more in the tank. Well, you get you got four. You got more than I would have got. The ones you missed were dopey. Oh, of course, of, of course, course, dopey. Of Fucking course, idiot. Dopey. Yeah. How dopey of me not to know. Indeed. Um, doc. Oh yeah, well, because doc. one of them has a, a medical degree apparently, uh, and one of, uh, and bashful. There was one called oh, bashful yeah. as well. So you got four out of seven. That's pretty good. Uh, I mean, I've, you helped me with two of them. Let's be fair. I, I mean, yeah, I'll let you have them. Thanks, mate. Question number four. How tall is the world's largest snowman in the world? You've got to be kidding me. Is there, is there like a competition? I think it's a Guinness Book of Records thing. So biggest snowman ever built. How big was it? Was it A, 25 metres? Was it B, 34 metres? Or was it C, 38 metres? 34. 38. Oh. I looked at pictures of this online. It's 38.04 metres or 125 foot. And how wide? I don't know. I didn't measure the girth. Oh. Um, 
It'd be very thick, I imagine. So it needs a wide base for, for all the support. In length, it's two-thirds the size of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And it was built in Austria. Question number five. Where is the 2022 Olympics scheduled to be held? Is it A, Beijing? Is it B, Calgary? Or is it C, Vancouver? Vancouver, I believe. Incorrect. Is it Beijing? It's Beijing. I mean, there's time for, for a change. We've still got time. We've still got a year. So it might change. You yeah. could change to Vancouver. You never know. And then if it does change to Vancouver, then we'll go back to this episode and say that you were right. Right. Last question. I, I didn't realise how random these questions were until I just started. These are very... They're not really movie-based, are they? No. Um, right. Last question. Question number six. In the winter of 1620, when the River Thames froze, a fair was held on the water. What was the name oh. of the fair? Oh. Was it A, Frost Fair? Was it B, Frost Fest? Or was it C, Frost Nixon? I feel like that it would be more fair if it's in the, from the 1600s. Yeah, let's go fair. Correct, correct. Yeah. There's not going to be anything in 1620 called Frost Fest, is there? Like V Fest and Rust Fest. Should we count up your score then, shall we? So you've got one there, you've got four there, that's five. Got that wrong, got that wrong, six. <laughs> So you got six out of 13. Pretty poor. It's about half. I would do terrible at trivia. <laughs> it's snow-based trivia, yeah, you would. Don't, don't put me on your team if it's anything snow-related. No. So there we go then. So I've done two topic intros on a bounce now, and thank the Lord, next time it's back to you. I'm all topic introed out. Well, you have to do everything. You have to do topic intro... Stitch up. Both movies plus stitch up. No. All while having COVID-19. I, w- I wouldn't say that I'm a hero. Um, that's not what I'm saying. No. <laughs> uh, no. If someone else wants to say that I'm a hero, <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with them. I'm not going to say, <laughs> no, you're incorrect, sir or madam. What am I going on about? I don't know. I don't know. Let's on move on. You're rambling. I'm rambling. Okay, ramblers. Let's move on to the film, shall we? And we're going to be talking about Wind River and 30 Days of Night. I'd like to start with Wind River first. This Wind River came out in 2017. It was directed by Taylor Sheridan, who is the first time directing for him on this one. But he also wrote Sicario and Hell or High Water. And they're both, I don't know if you've seen either of those, but they're both brilliant. They're part of a trilogy, aren't they? Kind of, yeah. It's kind of his trilogy. So the budget was 11 million. The box office was 45 million. Stars Jeremy Renault as Corey Lambert, Elizabeth Olsen as Jane, Jane Banner, <laughs> funnily enough. Gil Birmingham as Martin Hansen and Kelsey Asbill as Natalie Hansen. And John Berntal was in there. So the uh, tagline reads, nothing is harder to track than the truth. And the synopsis reads, an FBI agent teams up with a town's veteran game tracker to investigate a murder that occurred on a Native American reservation. So Jeremy Renner is the tracker. He is the hunter of predators, as he says in the film, because Jeremy Renner. And Elizabeth Olsen is the FBI agent. And Jeremy Renner finds a body in the snow. And they've got to figure out who did the murder. I don't think this is based on a true story per se, from what I could figure out. But it is kind of... Yeah, it's based on true events that have happened previously. If someone, if someone is a missing person and you're Indigenous in, in the States or in Canada, uh, you don't get recognised. There's no report about it, which was yeah. I found quite interesting. So that's the, that's the true element of this. Mm-hmm. 
because that actually pops up. I think right it's at, at the, the end. end. It? It's at yeah. the end, yeah. I actually, I watched this twice, actually, because I watched it a few weeks ago when we were meant to record, and then I got COVID. Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned that. Oh, did you? Uh, and then, because I watched it a couple of weeks ago, I forgot most of it, so I watched it again a couple of days ago. Is that a, is that a symptom of having COVID, forgetting what you watch? <laughs> yeah, no, that's just a symptom of being me, forgetting everything that you do ever. So it's based on true events things that have happened circumstances things that the director had overheard while he was staying in south dakota he wrote this at the same time as sicario and hello high water over a six month Mm. period he was writing all three at the same time apparently which is wow but he has a knack for it because i quite liked this film it's my least favorite out of those three okay but i really really like sicario and hello high water i think they're fantastic films uh, and i thought this was pretty good i mean i could watch it a second time and i enjoyed it probably just as much as the first time i really enjoyed this film uh, well i haven't seen the other two but i thought yeah. this was really good because it's i've never heard of it before and like i rented it and it was super cheap to rent so i was like oh it mustn't mustn't be that good but i thought it was great yeah i, I thought it was pretty good the things that i didn't like about it were Elizabeth Olsen's character, Jane, we learn almost nothing about that character. She's meant to be young, and I guess the point was that she was meant to be close to the age of the women that are missing in the the film. Because obviously the story is about Natalie and solving her murder, but the parallel to that is that Jeremy Renner's character, Corey, had also lost his daughter some years earlier. So you've got all of that going on in the background. So I I felt like Jeremy Renner's character... They went quite deep into Venner's character, but they did almost nothing with Olsen's character. And I thought that was a bit of a letdown. I feel like it could have been 10 or 15 minutes longer, this film, and it would have been fine. It wouldn't have outstayed its welcome for me. I think it was about an hour 45, something like that, hour 50. It's not often that I say a film that should be longer, but I would appreciate this to being a bit longer with characters a bit more rich. And I don't love Jeremy Renner. He's all right. He's just Jeremy Renner. I haven't watched him in many films, to be fair. He's in the Marvel films, isn't he? Which you probably yeah, he's seen. the Arrow, Arrow boy in, yeah. in the Marvel films. But he's just Jeremy Renner. It, it, in whatever I see him in, he's just Jeremy Renner. He's a bit kind of emotionless. Resting bitch face constantly. Resting bitch face, yeah. <laughs> but every, every, every time I see him, all I can think about is that app that he released a couple of years ago. And I can't hmm. get anything, I can't think of anything else. Um, so I'm, there's a little bit of a distraction on that. But it's just Jeremy Renner and whatever I see him in, he's always the same. He's very good at being Jeremy Renner, hmm. but it's just always Jeremy Renner. And I didn't love his casting in this. I, I feel like they could have cast some someone with a bit more depth. But those are the things that I didn't like. The things that I did like, I loved the sound of it. I loved the atmosphere, the location. How, I mean, how did they make this on 11 million? I thought that was pretty crazy. Yeah. That seems really low for, for this type of film for me. Uh, and as you say, it's two, two people from Marvel films, their salaries must have been quite high. I don't know how they managed to make this for only 11 million. That's very true. I am. Um, I like the, there's a couple of good cut shots that they did. So when, yeah. when they rocked up to Chuck's house and, um, you know, he comes running out the back and Jeremy Renner, like, <laughs> hits him and then goes to hit him and like kick him in the face and like that was a really nice cut shot yeah what was the other really good cut shot it was at the end that's right she's knocking on the door yeah she's knocking on the door and then goes back to the night of 
what happened to Natalie, yeah. that she was visiting her boyfriend and um, they spent some time together and then all of his workmates came back and one of the guys was being a complete dick and then it just got out of hand and uh, got a bit graphic. Yes, it was very graphic. That, that was about 10 or 15 minute segment, I think, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's where you see John Bernthal and John Bernthal ended up being Natalie's boyfriend, but his mates come in and they rape and they murder both of them. Well, she, and, she goes running because, you know, she just wants to get away from the situation, but she ends up dying because of inhalation of yeah. how cold it is outside. Her lungs freeze, basically, and she dies in the snow, and then that's where Renna finds her. But another th- that just reminded me of another thing that I had an issue with. So when Renna first finds the body, he first finds the body and he goes, that's Natalie. She could only have come from one of two places. And that was at the start of the film. So I was thinking, all right, so film's over then just go to one of those two places. But then they end up mm. milling about and following tracks for a little bit of the film. But they didn't need to just go to those two places immediately. And that's what they ended up doing. They ended up going to the drill workers' cabins, which is where she had come from. But they even said at the very start of the film, oh, it could, it could be here or it could be the drill workers' cabins. And I, only, I noticed that the second time I watched it and I was like... Problem solved. Yeah. There were things I really liked. There were things I didn't care for. And it sort of balanced out. I really liked that last shootout, which was my favourite scene. Yeah, that was my one of my favourite scenes as well. It was really good. It was tense, but it was a little bit Jeremy Renner saves the day. And I was like, oh. So I, I liked a few things, disliked a few things. It was all right. I would prefer a different Corey Lambert. Best thing in this film for me was Gil, uh, Gil Birmingham, actually, who played Natalie's father. I thought he was excellent. He did a really good job at mm. showing his grief. And there was one scene that he had with Renner, which is probably Renner's best scene as well, where they were discussing about grief and losing their children. And Renner talks about going to a, a counselling session. But even then, it's a bit surface with Renner. It didn't feel like his character was complex enough. But... It could just be me thinking about the Jeremy Renner app, like I said. Yeah, I think I think that's I think too much in your head. Uh well, I haven't seen him in many things, so maybe I need to watch a few more things to be on par on what you think of him. I'm going to send you a video about this Jeremy Renner app and see what you okay. think. Okay. <laughs> um, there's a few quite graphic things as well, like her, yeah. when you know her mum is up in a room and she's cutting her hand. Like, I felt that very full on. Yeah, it was very grim and dark in places, wasn't yeah. it? And I think, I, I guess maybe they could have leaned a little bit more into that. But yeah, that was a very difficult scene to watch. And also the attack scene was dark. Yeah, that was And dark. nasty. But it was, that's what the film was about. So I'm glad that they showed that. Outside of those two scenes, I feel like it wasn't very graphic at all. But maybe, maybe it could have been a little done with being a little bit more hard hitting in in places. But it was just telling the story of a missing young woman. So I think it achieved what it needed to achieve, in my opinion, and and shining a light on these things that are going on. I had no idea. I'd never heard of yeah, any of yeah. this stuff. Obviously, people go missing, but for some reason, they don't count Indigenous women. Women, as yeah. part of the the statistics of missing persons and it's something to do with federal land and some bureaucratic reason yeah also in the film when you know they did the aut- autopsy they're just like oh yeah she died because you know she ran in the snow and she mm. was running away from something and from you know her lungs freezing up and they were just going to go with that and 
they're like, no, no, no. Like, obviously, there's a bit more backstory to it. And they were kind of brushing it off, which may have happened in many of those other cases. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's pretty... Pretty shit. It's actually kind of similar to the movie The Dry. Let's wrap it up, shall we? Let's let's do some final thoughts on it then. So I I really liked the tone of it. Mm. I really liked the sound. Nick Cave did the music, did the sound design. Mm. It was a pretty gripping story. Jeremy Renner was Jeremy Renner. Elizabeth Olsen got a couple of emotional scenes, but she didn't get an awful lot to do outside of that. All in all. 7 out of 10 for me. So pretty good. Ba- balances out. What about you, mate? I like this film, so I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. Do you reckon you'll watch it again? Yeah. I would even buy it, I think. Yeah? Yeah. I watched, like, there was a few, a few scenes that I had watched a couple of times. Maybe I need to watch the, the rest of the trilogy. I, I would watch... Sicario and Hell or High Water. If you liked this, I would definitely go and watch those. Should we move on to 30 Days of Night, which was our second snow-based film? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So 30 Days of Night came out in 2007. It was directed by David Slade, who also directed Hard Candy and a Twilight film. So he's a bit of a vampire aficionado, maybe. Mm. That's all the good vampire films. The budget was 30 million and the box office was 76 million. Wow. So the cast, Josh Hartnett as Eben Olsen, Melissa George as Stella Olsen, Ben Foster as The Stranger, Danny Houston as Marlowe, and Mark Boone Jr. as Bo Brower. This is the second Melissa George film we've done. We did Triangle and uh, yeah, we did. now we're doing 30 Days of Night. Yeah. And Josh Hartnett. I think it's our first Josh Hartnett film, isn't it? I don't think we've done any others of his. Well, we should do Pearl Harbor and that will be the second. Oh, fuck off. We're not, there's no way I'm watching <laughs> Pearl Harbor. I'm, I'm shattered that it's more than 100, uh, two hours long because that would oh, definitely be stitch-worthy oh. <laughs> for you. Stitch-worthy, yeah, definitely. It's such a bad film. Okay, uh, the tagline for this is They're Coming, which is not the greatest tagline in the world, is it? I mean, that could be a tagline for a porn film about an audience. (laughs) Tagline reads, This is the story of an isolated Alaskan town that is plunged into darkness for a month each year when the sun sinks below the horizon. As the last rays of light fade, the town is attacked by a bloodthirsty gang of vampires bent on an uninterrupted orgy of destruction. Only the small town's husband and wife sheriff team stand between the survivors and certain destruction. Oh. Peril. Um, <coughs> You're right, friend. I'm all right. I, I'll soldier on. I'll soldier yeah. on. Be a hero. I'll be a hero. I'll be a hero. <laughs> 30 Days a Night. So yeah. we've done a synopsis. So first thing I'll say about 30 Days of Night is... Sarah in loved my it. opinion... No, I didn't watch it with Sarah. Ah. Uh... I spared her and I watched it on my own uh, because she fucking hates it. She yeah. hates it. It's called 30, she calls it 30 Days of Shine. 30 Days of Shine. I, the first time I ever saw this film, I thought it was fucking brilliant. I didn't love it as much this time. Mm-hmm. There are things that didn't make sense. There are things that I didn't like. But the thing that I liked most was the location and the setting. Again, because I just think it's a brilliant idea for a vampire film. Why would they not go to that part of the world where it's dark for a month. Of course they would. And they would just have at it and just go and launch an all-out munching session on the humans, which they do. So I think the location, the setting, and the tone, like it could have been a very... This film could have been a lot better than than it ended up being. It had all of the ingredients there to be a very, very good film but they did shit the bed a little bit on a few things, I think, which I'll I'll talk about. I'm I'm glad that... Yeah, I was... 
I had a feeling that you were going to be like, this film was fantastic. And I was just <laughs> like, oh. I wish I, I was. Sam. Who is Sam? Yes. I mean, I went into this film thinking it was good. Like I said, first time I watched it, loved it. Second time I was like, yep, yeah, still pretty good. And last time I watched it, it was like, eh. Yeah. 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 Again, there are things I love and then there are things that I don't care for. So it's got a few things that I really enjoy in a film. People were stuck in a place. They've got nowhere to go remote. No help is coming because Ben Foster plays the human sort of helper of the vampires and he sort of marches into the town early on in the film, destroys all the satellite phones and basically stops them from communicating from the outside world. He gets locked up. He's, I mean, he's having it up. He's, he's loving life as a vampire's assistant. He's one of, he wants to eat raw meat and Josh Hartnett, the town sheriff gets very suspicious of Ben Foster because he wants to eat some raw meat. Foster's in the cafe and he orders his red meat, his, his raw meat. And Josh Hartnett comes in and he's like, why are you ordering raw meat? Are you a strange fellow? And Ben Foster's like, yes, I'm very strange. I'm paraphrasing. But oh. then out of nowhere, Josh Hartnett's wife just arrives. And just before that scene, she had just crashed her car. And I didn't get how she got from one, one scene to another. I guess what I'm trying to say is that there were some continuity things in this film where I didn't quite get where the characters were or how they arrived at certain places. Well, she was trying to get to the airport. She was. She crashed her vehicle and she had to get picked up by the sheriff's assistant. Mm. But then she just arrived at this calf. And I feel like there's, there was some other, maybe there were some other scenes that got cut out between those. It just didn't feel like it flowed very well. Yeah. The all out vampire attack I thought was excellent when they did the overhead shots of all the carnage when they first attacked the town. And you see the blood splatter across the white snow. I thought that that looked really good. There were some close-ups, some shaky cam close-ups that made it hard to see some of the action. So I didn't, I didn't care for that too much. But the overhead shots I thought were great. And I'd like to see a little bit more of that, a little bit more of the graphic nature of it. It was brutal in places, but not brutal enough, in my opinion. They cut away with, from some of the decapitating scenes. I'd like to have seen some more heads coming off, I think. I was a bit bored by it, to be fair. Were you? Yeah, I don't know. What bored you about it? I didn't, maybe because I, throughout the film, I wasn't enjoying it. So I wasn't really absorbing this film at all. It just didn't grab you? You know, it didn't grab me at all. I um, I have seen this film before. And when I uh, watched it, I think I was probably a teenager when I watched this film. And I thought it was quite good then. Now I'm just like, oh, it's all right. I still enjoy it. I still enjoy it. I think it's a, I think it's a decent vampire film with some decent ideas in it. A pretty good cast. I did not care for the ending. When he puts a bit of blood in him just to fight off the other vampires. It was a little bit like they've survived for 29 days. It's like you've got about four hours to go until the sun comes up and now you decide to inject yourself with vampire blood. Yeah. And... <laughs> I didn't like how he defeated the main vampire because I thought the vampires in this generally were done quite well. They looked unique. They looked different mm. enough from other vampires in other vampire films. They were strong. You got a sense of how strong they were, how long they'd survived. And then all Hartnett had to do was inject himself with vampire blood, become a bit strong and punch him through the head and 
literally he punched him through the mouth and he's he, he face fisted him basically i thought that was a bit bit of a weak crappy comic booky ending it is based on a comic this film comic. yeah so maybe that is a shot for shot thing maybe that happens in a comic and they had to get that in there for whatever reason i didn't like it i, I don't think it worked we hadn't seen any vampires punching fists through heads before that so yeah. it just didn't work with the rest of the film for me. That sort of overstepped the line into a bit unbelievable for, for the kind of world building that they'd done before that. So 30 Days of Shite, I think, is a bit harsh. It's not bad. I, I've seen much, much worse than this, uh, which we'll get on to. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's not the film that I held up in all of its glory. Yeah. It's not the masterpiece I thought it was, I must admit. It was shot in New Zealand, do you know that? Shot in NZ, yeah, south, it, I'm guessing, yeah. based on yeah. the snow. Effects by Weta, which you'd expect, having been shot in New Zealand. I think it looked pretty good. There was a couple of iffy CGI scenes in there, more in terms of blood spatter, but I thought it looked decent apart from that. It was all right. I, it'd be a while before I watch it again, but I will watch it again. I'm going to give my rating. You might hate me for it. I'm going to give it a five out of 10. So this is the same as Grandy Magazine, in your opinion? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, Grandy okay. Magazine should be about four now. <laughs> five out of 10. Okay. I don't like it. Listen, it's not a million miles away from what I would say. It's, I, I'd give it a six. Again, there are things that I like. There are things that I really don't care for. I can't rate it the same as Wind River. No, God, no. But I, I, was, I was sort of hovering between a six and a seven. I'm going to say 6.5, 6.5 out of 10. But you rate it the same as Grandy Magazine, apparently. So yeah. <laughs> let's... Um, and Sarah would probably agree with me, so... I, I think she'd give it less than a five. Sarah, yeah. Sarah what, 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 what would you rate this, Sarah? What's, what is your rating out of 10? I, 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 I'm going to guess three two and a half do you reckon all right let's have a sweepstake whoever is closer uh, <laughs> whoever is closest wins the next stitch up in what way <laughs> in, the, in the way that they don't have to watch the next stitch up film no i'm joking she'll just side with you so that i've got to watch oh friend friend so snow movies done then shall we move on to the next part of the show where we pick our theme and our films for the next episode as i've done two in a row it's back to it's back to me and what are you going for i'm going for time loop films okay because you guys have done time time travel before correct as you're the chooser of the topic you have to go first here we go so number one is Before I Fall. Okay. Number two is Palm Springs. And number three is Run, Lola, Run. Run, Lola, Run, Lola, Run, Run, Run. If you have orange hair, run, run, run. Oh. Run round the corner and maybe you'll see someone you recognise from your past or future. Good. Excellent. Good choices, mate. I'm going to give you my three now. Go on. My first choice is Tenet. No, not really. <laughs> I was like, oh. No, not really. Right, my three picks. My first pick is Primer. Ooh. And I've just ordered this on DVD and it arrived last week. Hey. Not available on Blu-ray, unfortunately, in the UK. So I had to order it on DVD. My second choice is Predestination. For the third time, <laughs> picking it on this podcast. Sounds like a threat. It's, it is a threat. And... <laughs> My third, 
My third pick is Looper. Looper. Mm. All right. So to recap then, you have chosen Before I Fall, Palm Springs and Run Lola Run. And I have chosen Primer, Predestination and Looper. And now, before we proceed with talking about synopsis and ears and casts and things we like about these films, we've got to knock one out of each other's list immediately without knowing anything about them. So I know without question which one I'm going to knock out of yours. I'm pretty sure I know which one you're going to give, right? Have you got a feeling? What feeling do you have? Before I fall. Yep, get it out of here. (laughs) The reason why I'm knocking it out, I don't know much about it. It's called Before I Fall, so I'm going to guess that it's about a love story that happens before... Oh, all right. I, was, no. I thought it was like a double meaning name, like before I fall in love with this person, and then a time table. <laughs> no. no, it's about um, schoolmates. She goes, um, her day keeps on repeating again because she goes to this party, and as they're driving home, she looks at her phone, and then they get into a car crash, and it, that keeps on looping over and over again until something resolves. Right. I thought I thought out of those three, it would be the film that you would get rid of first. So I was right. You were right. Oh, should I be a should I be an asshole? Well, it's, it's why change the habit of a lifetime. <laughs> I don't know what Looper is, and I'm thinking I'm going to get rid of that one. Looper. Yeah, because I, I okay. I've heard of the other two before, and they both sound good. All right, yeah, Looper's all right. Came out in 2012, directed by Ryan Johnson, and stars Bruce Willis and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. It's all right. In fact, I saw this. Um, the only time I've ever done it, I've seen other than Prince Charles movie marathons. I saw two films in one day. I I went to watch Looper, and then I came out of the cinema and then went straight back in to watch The Sweeney which was less good than Looper. But all right, so you've knocked it out, and I've knocked out before I fall. So to recap then, what we've now got left in our list is Palm Springs and Run, Lola, Run in yours, and Primer and Predestination in mine. So we've got four films to chat about now, and we've got to somehow whittle it down to two, one in mine and one in yours. So do you want to talk a little bit about Palm Springs or Run, Lola, Run? I know Run, Lola, Run. I've seen it, but I haven't seen Palm Springs, so I know less about that. But uh, for anyone that's listening, they might not know either of them. So what's the crack? Uh, Palm Springs came out in in 2020. New Uh, one. So relatively very new. Directed by Max Babacow. I hope I pronounced that correctly. I, I watched this last year. Andy Sandberg is in in this film and the synopsis is when a carefree niles and reluctant maid of honor sarah have a chance encounter at a palm springs wedding things get complicated as they are unable to escape the venue themselves or each other so it's a comedy yeah mystery fantasy comedy okay so that's palm springs and run lola run or lola rent i guess is in german it came out in 1998. Tagline is every second of every day, you're faced with a decision that can change your life. And the synopsis is Lola receives a phone call from her boyfriend, Manny. He's lost 100,000 DM in a subway train that belongs to a very bad guy. She has 20 minutes to raise this amount and meet Manny. Otherwise, he will rob a store to get the money. Three different alternatives may happen depending on some mirror event along Lola's run. 
And that is from Lola Run. I, I watched this for the first time last year. I think that you put it on on the list, our room list, didn't you? Uh, and it's great. It's a great film. Yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. If you don't choose it, I, um, I might just watch it just for the sake of it. I'll tell you a little bit about mine then. So Primer came out in 2004, a while ago now. I remember this coming out and I remember really wanting to watch it because it was a very low budget film. I think the budget is maybe $10,000 on this. Oh, wow. I I'm, could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was 10000 And it's, it's a very short film. It's only 77 minutes long. So the tagline on Letterboxd is what happens if it actually works? And the synopsis reads, friends and fledgling entrepreneurs invent a device in their garage which reduces the apparent mass of any object placed inside it. But they discover that as some highly unexpected capabilities, ones that could enable them to do and have seemingly anything they want. Taking advantage of this unique opportunity is the first challenge they face. Dealing with the consequences is the next. Yeah, it's, it's a complicated one, this film. I don't want to talk about it too much because I don't want to spoil it. But like I said, low budget, 2004, short film, time loop. Maybe there's multiple copies of scientists. Mm. Maybe it's confusing and they don't know how to make things right. Maybe they can only go back in time a few minutes. It has been a while since I've seen it. But like you, if you don't choose it, I'm still going to watch it because I just bought it. So I want to I want to get out of the cellophane and give it a watch. And my other choice was Predestination, which came out in 2014, and it stars Ethan Hawke. It's directed by two people, Michael and Peter Spierig. That's definitely right. Uh Uh, The tagline for this film is, to save the future, he must reshape the past. And the synopsis reads, Predestination chronicles the life of a temporal agent sent on, on, on an intricate series of time travel journeys designed to prevent future killers from committing their crimes. Now, on his final assignment, the agent must stop the one criminal that has eluded him throughout time and prevent a devastating attack in which thousands of lives will be lost. So Ethan Hawke, keeping an eye on time, and he's got to hunt down this bomber, this ruthless bomber. And I nearly just gave away the plot of the whole film then. It's very mindfucky, this one. Uh, You said that I picked it for mindfuck. (sighs) Yeah. But it's good. I mean, I like it. I I thought it was great. I bought it, and I need to see it again. So whatever way you go out of mine, I think I'll be equally equally happy yeah so they're, they're my two films so are you any closer to deciding what you want to watch out of my two because i think i know out of yours oh, you, you you go first what do you want to say i'm gonna knock out run lola run mm-hmm. because i watched it last year so i've seen it fairly not last year the year before but uh yeah i've seen it relatively recently good film i'm not quite ready to watch it again and i haven't seen palm springs and i've heard some good things about it and yeah. it's a comedy it's a bit of a laugh. We don't do that many comedies on this show. So no. let's do a comedy. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking let's do Palm Springs. Let's do Andy Sandberg, And maybe we can have a bit of a silly one. I was originally going to go predestination, but I'm liking the sound of Primer. So okay. I, I want to watch Primer next week. Okay. Great. So for the next episode, then, we've picked our two time loop movies, which are going to be Palm Springs and Primer. Two Ps. Two and Ps. And you know what? I, I was, I'm amazed that Groundhog Day didn't get a shout. Because it always, no. always does. Whenever anyone mentions time loop movies, Groundhog Day always comes up. And I'm a bit sick of it, to be honest. I didn't want to watch it, to be fair. Uh, I mean, I've seen, I've seen it before, and it's like, that's a typical time loop film. I must have seen it 30 times when I was a kid, and that fucking music in it. 
do, 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 do. The Pennsylvania cuckoo. Like, I've still got all of that stuff in my head from when I was a child, so. Traumatised. I'm glad that neither of us picked that. I was considering Palm Springs. I had, did have a feeling you might go for it, though. Yeah. So I left it. Butterfly effect I was considering. More time oh, yeah. travelled and time loop, though. Mm-hmm. And it's butterfly effects I was discussing with Sarah a few weeks ago. And it's one of those that I really enjoyed it at the time. But I've got a feeling that, like 30 Days a Night, that it might be one of those that I revisit and it's not as good as I remember it to be. But I could be wrong. I need to revisit it. The other one I was really thinking about putting on was Time Crimes, which I think is a Spanish film. Hmm. But I've been really meaning to watch that. It's very good, apparently. Time crime. I'll put that on the list. But it's just, I I couldn't find anywhere to watch it easily. So I didn't put it on. Happy Death Day. Yeah, I mean. Oh, yeah. Didn't love it. It was okay. What else could we have had? Source Code. Yes, we could have had Source Code. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow would have been a really good one, actually. I enjoy that. I'm surprised you didn't choose that, to be fair. Yeah, it's Tom Cruise, isn't it? It's, I like it, but I just... Yeah. Outside of Mission Impossible, right. I, can't, I can't find it difficult to watch Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. It's just Tom Cruise, isn't it? Being Tom Cruise. He's like Jeremy Renner. Imagine a film with <laughs> Jeremy Renner and Tom Cruise. It'd be great. Oh. <laughs> um, boss level, but I don't know What's if that? that's officially come out yet. Is this 2020? So it is. The synopsis is: a retired special force officer is trapped in a never-ending time loop on the day of his death, and he he dies every day in multiple ways. But yeah. I couldn't find it on any streaming service or even to rent. So I don't know. Maybe he hasn't. Uh, come out in cinemas just yeah. yet. About time. That's more tra- time travel. Ugh. And I think you would have fucking murdered me if I. Put I that fucking on. hate that film. I can't stand. It. <laughs> oh, let's get in the time travel cupboard. Oh, <laughs> Maybe Donald Gleason flops his hair around because he loves somebody. He loves somebody very much, and he wants to get in the time cupboard. Sliding doors. Yeah. And fifty first dates because. Yeah. She's got dementia and she is reliving the same day. There were my options. I would have gone for a film. I was thinking about going for a film called Time Lapse, which I think, if I remember correctly, has got Danielle Panna Baker in it, which was quite good. Uh, that was about a camera that tells the future. So if you take a photograph, whatever's happening in the future in that location, it shows you what's going to be happening. So that was quite good. Interesting. And a film called Arc as well, which has got a man in it. Stitch Up. Let's move on to the final section then, which is Stitch Up. And it's all me this episode because I had to watch Sunday School Musical. Did you watch it? Yes. Amazingly, this is... Amazon Prime is very quickly becoming either my favourite or my worst (laughs) streaming platform. I can't decide which one because you can find... There are so many, some really terrible films on that. There are some really bad films on Amazon. I don't know why they've got all of they've got all of the asylum stuff, <laughs> which is great. But I can't. I don't know why. I guess it's for people like us. So Sunday School Musical. So it came out in two thousand eight, and it was directed by Rachel Goldenberg. And it is an asylum film. I think the asylum own this subsidiary company called Faith Films. I think they're called. Right. And the budget was two hundred fifty thousand. Uh, okay. For this, which is. Very, very low, obviously. 
Yeah. So there are some expected lack of production values. It's a song. It's it's a song. It's a film about singing and dancing. So there's a lot of singing and a lot of dancing in it. And if you're going to make a film about singing and dancing, I really feel like the singing and the dancing should be really good as a as a bare minimum. But spoilers, it ain't. It's, it's rubbish. It's good as my karaoke then. Oh, I would imagine they're on par. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard your karaoke. Um, I can only imagine how how wonderful <laughs> it is. Uh, I went into this thinking, oh God, it's a high school musical thing. It's uh, an asylum film, but it wasn't as preachy as I expected it to be. There was only one Bible reference in it. Oh. There was only one. Listen, it's a very complicated plot, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna try and briefly explain this. So Z- Zachary, the film opens with Zachary, who's walking, he's walk, just walking down the street, and he he sings a song immediately because he has to explain how he's feeling. And you know, there's a song in his spirit, and he's just got to let it out. And he's so excited because he's going to Sunday school. And he can't wait. He's brushed his hair, he's put his clothes on. And he's singing about how much he loves going to Sunday school because Sunday school is brilliant, apparently, and you get to sing songs. So there's these three teams they're going to compete to get into these song competition tryout thing. But one of the teams doesn't show up because of an egg salad related food poisoning scenario. Oh. And eggs keep popping up in this randomly, but maybe I'll get <laughs> onto that later. Maybe I won't. I don't know. But one of the teams doesn't make it. So the two other teams. One of them is really good. One of them, Zachary's team, and the other one, they're called the Crossroads Choir, and they're not very good. They're rubbish. Everyone's kind of like, oh, they're rubbish. The Crossroads, they're just singing a hymn in a normal way. What nerds? They're nerds because they're just singing hymns. What you need to do is do a hymn in your own way and put your own spin on it, like an R&B song from the 90s. Yeah, oh, yeah, let's pretend we're vanilla ice and just do a little dance. And it's, it's, it's not very good. But one school is significantly better than the other. So plot moves along a little bit. Turns out that Zachary has to move schools because his mum loses her job and all of their money and his dad is fighting in the war in Afghanistan. So there's a whole sad sub, subplot going on. Even though like he's really happy and he loves going to Sunday School Musical, also he's really sad. So Zachary has to change schools and... Would you believe it? The school that he goes to is the bad choir school. So oh, as no. a punishment, he, as a punishment, he gets told to go to the bad choir and he's got to listen to them singing. And he's kind of like, these guys Fuck are really me. bad. These guys are really bad. I'm not helping them because they're the enemy. I'm not going anywhere fucking near them. And then they have a, a, a cooking class. And uh, the first class that he goes to, right, he, he ends up meeting... Uh, a young woman called Savannah, who is also in this bad choir. And there's a bit of beef between them because she's in the bad choir and like they're rivals and stuff. And they're in a cooking class. So they have to make a, I, what I presume is a cake. But the teacher stands up in front of the class and he goes, okay, class, open your book to page 51. And then they just follow a recipe. Is that what a cooking teacher does? They just say uh... open, they just give him a book and say, read that. Is that what a teacher does in cooking? I don't know. And Have I found you ever had a cooking class? Do you know, uh, that was a long time ago, though. What happened? <laughs> I remember burning my fingers when I was trying to make coffee brownies. Yes, uh, maybe a little bit of it was that, actually. But I feel like the teacher was much more involved. But the, the teacher's like, oh, yeah. just read your book. Go nuts. Go nuts. And then, hilariously, Zachary doesn't know how to crack an egg. So Savannah shows him. 
Uh, and then later on, Savannah makes an egg-related mistake. And that's, uh, it's weird. I don't know. Eggs keep coming up. Maybe eggs, uh, eggs are religious thing. Uh, Ace of eggs. I don't know. I'm making that connection. No. I don't know. Is when Christ was born, he laid an egg. I don't know. Maybe there's 12 songs in it, I think. And there's a lot of them singing what's on their mind. But the songs are not very good as well. And there is one scene where Zachary is very angry on a rooftop. Where he's just like, I'm angry. I'm going to sing a song now about how angry I am. And he kind of hits, <laughs> he hits the coping stones on the roof. And then he sort of pretends to kick a, a pole. And then it just cuts to the next scene. And it was like, oh, all right. Well, I expect that there was probably a longer piece in there that they didn't mm. get right. So they had to cut it out. It was kind of funny, to be honest, because of how cheesy it was. Okay. I feel like I, there was a, I, in my head, I kept saying little quips, uh, like what I would say to someone if there's someone sitting next to me. And sadly, I watched it on my own, so I couldn't quip to anyone. But I would say I had about as much fun watching this as I would have done watching High School Musical. So an eight, eight out of ten in that case? Uh, no, <laughs> not even close. I, I kind of had fun with it. You know, skip, skip ten seconds on the odd song here and there. Maybe you can cut the time down a little bit. That's cheating, isn't it? You have to watch the next one. I didn't say I did. I didn't say I did that. I just said maybe, oh. maybe you could do it. Sure, sure. <laughs> I keep. I wrote written down eggs about three times. I really wanted to speak <laughs> about those eggs, didn't I? Were they poached? Were they scrambled? Were they hard? One of them was they. Well, they were making a cake out of one, so they had to crack it. So it was a raw egg. Yeah. The other one was an egg salad, so that would have been a boiled egg, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. And then mm, the other one. Yeah. Um, Savannah just messed up messed up cracking it and she was meant to be like a egg cracking boss before that I'd watch this again with someone else I think it might be quite fun to watch maybe yeah. I'll make Sarah watch this one it's a bit romantic yeah she might not agree with you on that <laughs> while I had a little bit of fun with it it's not good it's it's not well made obviously it's there's an overlay of the the, the dubbing uh, and the singing they're obviously lip syncing and they weren't singing all of the dialogue like you could hear it but their lips weren't moving and that happened quite a lot and it wasn't in sync quite a lot and there's there's some iffy dancing in it and there's sometimes they're like let's have a little dance and they're just clapping their hands like that's not (laughs) dancing that's clapping your hands (laughs) that's not dance i mean and uh, you know i've seen step up i've seen me a dance film or two and i know what dancing is that's uh is not dancing not great so pretty good pretty good choice on your part for a stitch up Uh, i'm gonna give it I'm going to give it one Justice League. Ooh, I was expecting you to give it higher. No, nah, because it's it is rubbish. It is it is it is a crap film. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that's it, mate. That's all I've got to say about it. One Justice League out of ten Justice Leagues, crap but entertaining <laughs> in a way. Shall we move on to the next part then, where we've got to find out who's going to be stitched up next time? Yeah, which no one did a poll, right? Uh, I was meant to do a poll. I didn't do one, so we've got to do a toss. So what should we toss? Let's, I'll let me find a thing. What did I toss last time? Oh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, just for this episode, we're going to toss Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Oh. Okay, here we go. So do you want heads or do you want tails? I'll go heads. I chose for you the love guru and you chose for me the amazing bulk. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh fuck. I forgot what the films were. <laughs> yeah. So 
you chose heads so i guess if if heads come up then i've got to watch the amazing bulk is that how we're playing yeah. it yeah and if it's tails you've got to watch love guru all right let's go then let's try and get a good toss on this okay it has landed <laughs> oh no uh, it has landed on tails i'm afraid right there i don't know if you can see that <laughs> yeah I'm glad that you're wearing pants. <laughs> uh, me too. I may not have made that manoeuvre if I wasn't wearing something on my testicle area. But it's landed in between my legs <gasps> oh on no. tails, which means that I you've got to watch love the love guru. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Okay, so we've got to pick the films now for the next I know what I'm choosing for you. Do you know what you're choosing for me? I do. You've got to thank my mum for this. Oh, really? <laughs> Your mum's getting involved now, is she? Well, it's funny. She's just discovered Tubi. So she tends to watch films on, on Tubi. And she was watching this film. And I was like, oh, this looks a bit strange. And then I went on Letterboxd. I was like, oh, 1.9 stars. Perfect for oh. Stitch Up. God. <laughs> I'm cu- I'm really curious. It's called Jack the Giant Killer. Oh, Jack the Giant Killer. But it came out in 2013 because there's a couple of versions of this. Is this like a Jack and the Beanstalk type affair? Someone I buys some so. magic beans and they have to climb the magic beanstalk. Well, I think he looks like he's going to kill like a giant dragon or Godzilla kind of thing. I don't know. So monsters in it. Yeah, I think so. It looks like we might have a monster versus monster scenario in the next Ooh. Stitch Up Room because I am choosing for you an asylum film oh. that I've been meaning to pick for a while and it's called Atlantic Rim. Okay. And I just, I guess I really just wanted to say the word rim and I hope that you lose so I can keep saying rim during that episode as well. For the next poll then, you're going to be doing that and it's Atlantic Rim versus Jack the Giant Killer. Where's that poll going to be, mate? That poll is going to be on my Instagram on Chikanika. Awesome. Well, if you want to catch up with the show, you can do at Twin Picks Pod on Instagram. You can email the show at twinpickspod at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at flick.face. And yeah, if you want to support the show, head over to Kofi slash Twin Picks Podcast. And that is about it, I think. Is there anything else that I've forgotten to mention? I mean... We should say goodbye to Mr. Norris at some point. We should do. We should say goodbye yeah. to Mr. Norris, but that's your, that's your bit. I don't want to step on your toes because that's okay. your bit. Goodbye, Mr. Norris. Goodbye, Mr. Norris, and see you next Tuesday, Australia. See ya. <laughs>